Merry and Bright. That's been our series. That's what we've been in for the last couple of weeks, leading through the Christmas season. And I've posed this question over and over again. And in that first week that we jumped into this series, I asked you, what would make this Christmas merry and bright? Like, what would it be? Those, those wish lists that you have. Like, I, I had so much fun reading through the wish list that you put um, online when you filled that out. Um, and, and I had fun just fulfilling some of those fun Christmas wishes that y'all had. Um, but just looking through the meaningful wishes that people had. There are some things that only God can do. There are some wishes that only God can fulfill. You know, and for those of y'all that didn't take part in that exercise a couple of weeks ago where you just didn't get around to filling that out online, let me just ask you, if God were to come right now, if he were to show up right here, right now, in this place or at your home tonight, and you had the opportunity to get your Christmas wish, like what would you ask for? Like what would you ask him to do? What do you think it is that you need fulfilled? Be completely honest about this. Some of you, if you had that opportunity, you might ask for more fun requests, like for another national title for the Georgia Bulldogs, maybe? <laughs> Uh, some of y'all, and I won't name names, one of you put for your fun Christmas wish list that next year Georgia would have four losses and that Auburn would win the natty. Again, there are some things only God can do. I'm teasing, I'm teasing, don't leave, don't leave. Uh, some of y'all might ask for things like a political change or political, you know, like maybe just Washington, D.C. would just break off and kind of float away and we could all start again, Right? But truth is, realistically, if you had that opportunity to approach God, you would ask for something, right? You would want something for yourself. You would want something personally. You would want God to solve a big problem in your life, like maybe heal someone you love, someone that's sick. Maybe help you with a financial burden, right, to like to dig out of that hole that you're in. Or maybe if you're a kid and you got this, you got a, a troubled household, you just want peace with mom and dad. Again, for a lot of us, what would we wish God to do? A lot of us would ask God to do something for us. So go back to Israel with me 2,000 years ago. On the night that Jesus came, what do you think people at that time were wishing for? Like if God showed up back in Jerusalem and showed up to someone personally in their life, like what would they ask for? And you know, when I start thinking about that, it would probably be a lot of the same things. Because when you look at this, the reason I say that is because not much has changed between then and now. When we get down to those personal things that we need, you know, political differences between parties, broken relationships, addictions, financial concerns, much of the things that plagued them then still plague us today. So the amazing part of the Christmas story, get this, is that God shows up to fulfill our greatest need. But when he does, he shows up in a way that many people miss it. And the reason they miss it is because this isn't what they expected. right? It, it wasn't this grand entrance that they were thinking it should be. Let me read this portion from Matthew, how he records the story. In verse 18, it says this. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary and Joseph had promised to get married. 
But before they started living together, it became clear that she was going to have a baby. She became pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, all this took place to bring about what the Lord had said would happen. He said through the prophet, the virgin is going to have a baby. She will give birth to a son, and he will be called Emmanuel. The name Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. This happened while Herod was king of Judea. So get this, when God comes in flesh, in the form, he comes to the sticks. Like he comes to this small town of Bethlehem that probably a lot of people didn't even know where it was. He's born to an unwed teenage girl that had little to no value in that society. And when she gives birth, she places him in a stable, in a barn, and this baby, this new king born for us is placed not on a throne, but in a feeding trough. And it's all wrong. Every bit about this story is all wrong. And most people missed it. They walked right on by, not even realizing that their greatest wish, their greatest need was being answered. You see, when it comes to Christmas wishes back then and Christmas wishes that we have today, maybe God knew something back then that the people weren't aware of. Maybe God knows something today that we don't fully understand. You see, maybe what they thought were their biggest problems back then really weren't their biggest problems. And maybe the same could be said for today. Let me explain. You see, when we think of God showing up to solve those big problems, they thought then, and we still think today, that God needs to do something for me, right? Again, you're facing a trial in life. God, do this, answer this prayer for me, right? Someone is sick. God, bring healing for them, but ultimately for me because I want this, right? Or financial problems, God, provide for me. Or relationships that need repair, God, bring reconciliation for me. I want this. I need this. And I get it. Like, I completely understand that. I know what it's like to cry out to God and want things for me. I really do. But maybe just, maybe sometimes God sees things a little differently than we do. Because while I might be seeing the world around me and what I think is what I need for me, maybe God sees what's needed inside of me. You see, God knows what we think is our biggest problem, but he also sees right into our heart. And he knows what we really need. So maybe, maybe instead of asking what God can do for me, maybe we should also ask, God, what can you do in me? Maybe for some of us, the biggest thing that God actually wants to do for you this Christmas is inside you. Some of you might be praying for God to change your spouse this Christmas, and God might be looking inside you and saying, you know, I want to deal with your bitterness first. Maybe some of y'all want financial freedom for me, but maybe God is looking into your heart and he wants total surrender. Maybe some of you want healing and maybe he wants to also create courage in your heart that's stronger than the fear that we face. And listen, I completely understand what it's like to go to God and want four things, like I said before, right? And I want to encourage you to keep going to God, right? That's what scripture teaches us. Keep going and keep asking and keep pressing. Keep praying for yourself. Keep praying for others keep praying for your church right I would encourage you to do that like cry out all the time but maybe 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 when you do maybe just consider 
what God might could do inside you if you let him. You see, as much as I hate those trials that we face in life, I also know that God has this amazing way of doing inside me something that's pretty remarkable, that couldn't have been done any other way. And I know this from experience, y'all. I know what it's like to be there and asking for this and for that. And God, if you would just answer this. God, if you would just do this for me. And then when I get on the other side of it and I'm able to look back, I see all the work that God was actually doing inside my heart in my life. You see, when Jesus taught, there's this familiar phrase that he used over and over again. He would often say for people to have ears to hear. And it was his way of just saying, would they really hear? Would they really soak it in? It was kind of like the posture of their heart. It was like Jesus saying, God, if they could just see what you see inside them, like if they would just have ears to hear and hearts that were open, that's what you're looking for. And that's what God needs. So maybe this Christmas, maybe one of the greatest things that God can do for you is actually in you. Maybe he wants to do something powerful in your heart and in your life. And the more, the more you allow God to do that work in you, the more things will be merry and bright. Let's pray together. God, We thank you so much for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, who came to save us from our sins. And God, we we have our sights set on so many things during Christmas season. And God, there's so many needs out there and there's so many wants and there's so many things that we want for ourselves. And God, I I do pray that you would meet those needs. God, I pray that we would keep coming to you. But God, I also pray that we would just open our lives to you. That we would be open to allow you to do the work that you want to do inside us. To change us from the inside out. Because the transformation and the new life that you give. God, that's what we want. That's what you're after. That's what leads to eternal life. God, and that's the best gift that we could receive. So Jesus, this Christmas, as we gather here together. God, we give you our hearts. This Christmas, God, may we just give you that gift of an open heart, of a willingness to let you do what you want to do inside of us. Please have your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen.